guys, welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I am Nicole. And I'm Melanie. And today is my case. It's not really a case, it's a story on the inspiration for Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm so excited. I didn't know that there was an inspiration. I know. I didn't either. And when I was like... So Melanie and I both have like lists of things we want to talk about. And so when I was looking things up, because I don't want to only do like cases, I want to do conspiracy mm-hmm. theories and, and like ghost stories and stuff like that. Well, this came up and also like the inspiration for Scream, which I didn't know that either of them had inspiration. I just thought mm-hmm. it was, you know. An idea from someone's head. Yeah, exactly. So Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street is still considered the greatest horror film ever made. You've seen it, right? You've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. I can't. Oh my goodness! Say that I have, and I did <laughs> not know that you were going to be doing this case until yesterday. So I didn't have time to watch it because I was at your house cuddling your baby. You have to watch it. So, uh, just a a a side note, uh, why I have a a special place in my heart for Nightmare on Elm Street. So my sister and I used to watch it, um, and we used to make fun of like the graphics. Just mm-hmm. like an aside. Of course. And then on my honeymoon, I sprained a muscle in my foot and I couldn't walk mm-hmm. at all. And um, so we were at Universal and I felt so bad. And because it was during the pandemic, they had old movies playing in the theater. Oh, yeah. So Cody and I actually went and watched Nightmare on Elm Street in, in the, the theater, theater. Oh, on wow. our honeymoon. So um, it was super cool because our parents... And I, and I talk about this and, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but like our parents still rave about mm-hmm. how scary this Absolutely. movie was. Um, so back when it was released in 1984, I just Googled because like, that's like right around the time the first black person came to the town in <laughs> yep. your last case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it exceeded all previous horror film standards. Wow. It's like set president for precedent for it. Um, and like I said, my parents still talk about how creeped out they were in theaters. Like it gave them nightmares. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. My mom too. Yeah. Um, the film had a budget of one point eight million. Um, and it made that money back within seventy two hours of it wow. being released. It ended up grossing fifty seven million dollars worldwide. And then, like, it became a whole franchise, like mm-hmm. uh, Freddy versus Jason, and then like there was like remakes and stuff like that. So how did Wes Craven come up with uh, such a terrifying concept? Um, back in 1981, Craven uh, read an article in the LA Times that inspired him. It was an article about a refugee child from the Cambodia genocide. His family had fled and came to America, and his son began having awful nightmares. So he told his parents that he was afraid to fall asleep because if he did, the thing chasing him would end up attacking him and he would never wake up. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and so the boy like ended up staying awake for days at a time. Mm-hmm. Like he did not want to go to sleep. And when you watch this film, cause you have to now. Um, I know that they try not to go to sleep. Yes. In the film. Yeah. Like they try to stay wow. up and then they like end up falling asleep, yes. which like I can fall asleep anywhere at a drop of a hat. Now, so yeah. I would not be able to do this. <laughs> um, So he finally fell asleep and his parents were like, oh my goodness, finally, like he can just go to sleep. It's all over. Like, don't worry about it. Don't tell me they fucking died. (laughs) 
So they were hoping that this fear would go away, but instead they woke up to screams in the middle of the night coming from his their son. When their parents ran in to check on him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. What the fuck? How old was he? <laughs> I don't know. I think he was fairly young. He was, yeah, he was described as a child. Yeah, he, I mean, he was still with his parents. He came over from the genocide, so I... I don't think he was terribly young because he could still articulate that it was a nightmare mm-hmm. and like talk about it. I don't know. But I tried to look described up. as a teenager. <clears throat> no. So when Craven read this, he was he thought it was absolutely horrifying. Yeah, that, it is. Uh, that it like ruins the comfort of your subconscious. Like something yes. you can't even control is like terrifying. So yeah, um, you have to go to sleep. Right. Um, and this story was not a one-off. Like, this is not just, like, a, a one-and-done, like, weird headline type of thing. This happened a lot. What the fuck? <laughs> this, so, is, this is going to make me afraid to go to sleep. Yeah, I know. Um, which, like, the fact that it's a not a one-off, like, the, just the one-off alone, like, is horrifying. But the fact that it happened to multiple, multiple people oh my God. is horrifying. So... Multiple Southeast Asian refugees in the 1980s were dying in their sleep. They were, um, I don't I hope I'm pronouncing this right. They were Hmong men, which is like an mm-hmm. ethnic group in South Asia, um, in their 20s to 30s. And they were dying for unknown reasons. Like they didn't have any health issues, nothing. Right? My mouth is open. <laughs> um, it was actually... Enough to alarm public health experts who decided to investigate this common theme, which were, these were all refugees from Laos. Like, they did not understand why it was just this group Mm -hmm. of people, um, and it was typically, like, men. There was, like, no women dying. So, a little bit of background. During the Vietnam War, the CIA recruited men from this uh, Hmong group to help in the war because, you know, like, we're just, like... I hate America so much. That's really bad. (laughs) Um, Over 30,000 Hmong soldiers ended up helping in the U.S. during the war, but the death rate among them were 10 times higher than the American soldiers. Of course it fucking was. (laughs) So frustrating. Um, At the end of the war, the Hmong group were viewed as traitors and persecuted in Laos. So, like, because they helped the U.S. Yeah, they helped the U.S., so um, survivors of the war ended up becoming refugees either in Thailand or in the United States. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really have a lot, a lot of places to go. Um, so in the 1980s, headlines were covered with titles of um, mysterious fatal malady strikes Hmong men and night deaths of Asian men unexplained. There was another case in 1981 um, it was a 47-year-old Laotian refugee who died in his sleep with his wife beside him. Oh, my God. I, I, I would be ruined. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'd be ruined if Cody died at all, but, like. Next to you in but bed. But next to me in bed, horrifying. You, I mean, you go to bed peacefully. Yeah. And you sleep peacefully, and then you wake up and your husband is dead next to yeah, you. Yeah, I don't really sleep peacefully anymore. No, that's true. <laughs> I've got a seven-month-old. <laughs> um, he was actually the fourth Hmong man to die while sleeping in nine months that's that's weird 
So there was no medical explanation for these deaths, um, but there was like a ton of theories circulating. So some people said that they thought it was a chemical nerve agent that the refugee soldier soldiers were exposed to during the war. Exactly what I was just thinking. But they like um, professionals ruled this out because it was completely random. Mm-hmm. Like there was no like rhyme or reason of the certain people who had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. <clears throat> the Hmong group believed that it was a punishment by the spirits of their ancestors for leaving their homeland, oh, that's which sad. breaks my heart because like they, they either were viewed as traitors mm-hmm. or they come here and they die in their sleep because they traded their land yes. like, or they left their land. So um, the CDC ended up investigating um, the situation and they later classified it classified it as sudden unexplained nocturnal death syndrome or sons that's terrifying (laughs) there's a d in there sons um yeah and i thought this was weird because like they're sids Mm -hmm. and recently they found that like there might be um a gene associated with sids Mm -hmm. i don't know if you heard about that so i i was just curious that like, I've never heard of this, but I hear about SIDS all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I'm also, like, not of Asian descent. So, um, it is unexplained, but they believe that the stress in the refugees endure, that what they endured yeah. played a significant role. Eventually, this condition became known as Brugada syndrome, which is a heart rhythm condition. Um, it's more common among men than women, and it occurs more in people of Asian descent. So that makes total sense of why it was only happening mm-hmm. in men of of these of this yes. ethnic group. Um, people with this syndrome are at increased risk of irregular heart rhythms in the lower chambers of their heart, and all the symptoms for it are like dizziness, mm-hmm. like, like very like. N- I don't know. I feel like normal. Like average sickness symptoms. Yeah. And even like it usually happens when you're sleeping because mm-hmm. of your, your shallow breathing. And so like, I don't know if I'm dizzy. I'm probably like, I haven't slept in a while. I yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I know that's a short one, but it's a good one. But yeah. I also have some really cool facts about Nightmare on Elm Street. Yay. So um, for a Nightmare on four. So for a nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven coupled these crazy stories with the life experiences of the Hmong men. Um, and he was bullied at school by a boy named Freddy Krueger. Or by, Fre- sorry, Fred Krueger. So he named Freddy Krueger after his... Uh, after his, his own bully. His own bully. And then he coupled it with these stories. Wow. The sweater that Freddy wears is based on a 1982 article which states the the two most abrasive clashing colors to the human retina are red and green. Oh, wow. Which I think is weird because that's Christmas Christmas colors. colors. Like he's just wearing a Christmas (laughs) sweater. Yeah. Um, And then the film was Johnny Depp's acting debut. I mean, like everyone knows. (laughs) Johnny Depp was even in this movie. (laughs) This was like his first film. Wow. I do. I love young Johnny Depp. Oh my goodness. I love. I love Edward Scissorhands. Like, I am a sucker yes. for Edward Scissorhands. Um, but actually, Charlie Sheen was originally cast to play Glenn, which is who Edward Scissorhands wow. plays. Wow. Who Edward Scissorhands plays? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 
Who, oh my god! Who Edward, Depp. And Edward Scissorhands and Freddy Krueger crossover. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp is Edward Scissorhands in my mind always. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but Charlie Sheen wanted too much money for the role, so it was given to Depp. Which Wes Craven, um, his writing, it was like this jock who was like blonde and muscular, mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp like looked at the script and he was like, "I'm not." any of those no <laughs> and he was like well you got a roll <laughs> i would never describe johnny depp as a jock <laughs> muscular <laughs> i know right so that is the inspiration for a nightmare on elm street that's terrifying i know now the movie i like it's kind of nice that i haven't seen the movie because now knowing that people have just died in their sleep from nightmares now the movie is going to be even more terrifying right i just it's it's crazy and i don't know how i never heard about these like people just randomly dying in their sleep yes i feel like that'd be something that would like stick with me and like i would tell people about it too yeah i mean like when our parents watched this this film in theaters like it it's just like oh that's so crazy Mm -hmm. like you can't go to sleep but like it's real yeah it happened in real life yes and I think it's so weird that the boy said that there was something chasing him. Yes, and that's what Freddie's that trying to do. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. I'm going to go watch the movie now and be terrified. It's the, you know, back then it was like the best graphics. Mm-hmm. But there's like, <laughs> there's some scenes where like someone's getting thrown and it's like legitimately a dummy. <laughs> just like getting thrown through a window. Nice. <laughs> So it's um it's rough to see now, but I feel like those movies were iconic and good, like true scary movies. Yes. Where like now scary movies are like I don't know. I they don't play a lot into like jump scares and stuff yeah, nowadays. Yeah. This one was like The story yeah. is actually yeah. scary itself. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Thank you for a scary story. You're welcome. I know that was a short one, guys, but um, yeah, I think I think it's really cool and really interesting. So, so uh, please go follow us, share us, <laughs> uh, rate us, review us, email us. Aesthetically displeasing on almost everything. <laughs> yep. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Talk to you guys next time.